Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is Brayden, and as you notice, we slash I am in a very different location. Uh, special edition of the Bible Story Podcast. John Drabert is not with us today, so I am your host, and we're excited to get started. We're going to finish off our last chapter of Galatians, which is Galatians 6, but we will get into that right away. So welcome here to the Bible Story Podcast, which, you know, happens in your homes and today is happening in my home. Really excited to be here with you guys today. I really appreciate this subject that we're jumping into. So, um... Yeah, it's going to be really good. A few reminders that I have off the top of my head are summer camp registrations are now open. So make sure that you are registering for summer camp and you're inviting some friends to do the same. Our hope here is always to promote a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, if you think that this podcast has helped you, please don't forget to share, like it, pass it on to someone who you think could benefit from the podcast as well. Next week, we're going to be starting kind of a new series and jumping into something else. Uh, So that series is going to be called Following Jesus, and we're really excited to get into it. Today, we're continuing our series in the book of Galatians, which, as we said before, is a letter written to a number of churches in the Galatia region, which is kind of now like modern day Turkey. So we're at the very last chapter, it's Galatians 6, uh, and we're going to be kind of finalizing this spot now. So again, it was a letter of kind of encouragement, uh, of even prompting, of challenge from Paul. So Paul is writing to several churches in Galatia, kind of a group of them, um, and he has some encouragement. He's had some really challenging stuff to say all about how they're following their faith. Uh, some of the stuff that he's noticed is some old traditions, specifically Jewish traditions, have kind of crept their way back in, and he has had a very strong and firm encouragement, recommendation, and even um, hand at saying those things need to stop. Those things are not of the faith. They are not what grow the faith. And so we need to take a step back and focus on Jesus and the gospel, which is his reason for writing these letters. It was his reason for first initiating this conversation about the faith. And he is then writing to these people as kind of a plea to stop following those Jewish traditions, which is kind of creating a rub or um, distance between them and other people. It's creating an us versus them scenario. And Paul is saying that is not the way. That's not the way that we want to do it. And today in Galatians 6, he really encourages us and kind of finalizes that statement and tells us what to do. Paul is really adamant throughout Galatians of this point that it is not the rules or following them as perfectly as possible that's going to save us or be our salvation. Paul continues to point to the truth that it's our relationship with God and with Jesus and accepting that grace that is what is our salvation. And so Paul knows that it is in Christ alone that we are able to live out our salvation and really kind of hammers that point home here in Galatians 6. So Before I continue on, if you have yet to read Galatians 6, now would be a really good time to do that. So hit pause, read Galatians 6. There's a lot of good stuff in there and we'll be right back.
the big idea for today is, is this concept of keep doing good. Now, if you did pause and kind of read from through Galatians 6, you will kind of see that as a theme. It's something that continues to pop up, this idea of keep doing good. Galatians, specifically Galatians 6, 9 to 10 says this. It says, let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. So it's saying, do good around you. Do good to the people who who you care about, people who belong to the faith, or especially those people. But don't grow weary of it. Don't get tired of, of maybe it not looking the way that you would want it to. Perhaps growing weary, meaning it, it hasn't turned out the exact way that you'd hoped, or maybe you feel as though you're not receiving good things in return. It's saying here, to not grow tired of that. That doing good is something bigger than that. That by doing good, we are actually able to spread the gospel. We're able to speak to a broader audience than maybe just our words. It's, it's more about the action that we're able to do, the way that we communicate through doing good, as opposed to just saying good things. And Paul is a really great example of this that Paul is in jail writing letters to many of the churches that he first helped form, and he is able to do good simply by sending letters, by encouraging, by pointing out some faults, but because of his relationship with them, is able to do that in a loving and caring way. Okay, so have you ever thought about like small, kind of minimal, random acts of kindness? I think it's something that has even been you know, sensationalized a little bit over the last few years. You know, you see people paying in line for coffee for 30 hours. You know, someone's paying for the next person and the next person, the next person. And and we have this kind of um, community built around these small good things. And And I think in my own life, some of those things are maybe the most impactful moments. It's not the grandest of gestures. It's not, um, you know, someone buying you a new house or, uh, you know, uh, giving you a million dollars, although those things would be great. But it's this idea of someone filling in a need that is really timely. Uh, maybe that's even personal. It fills a need that maybe you shared with them and, and thought you were just sharing as a friend, but then they are able to come in and kind of help with that. I think it shows the community around us that, that it's a moment of care. There's been a few things in my life that have pointed to that, people caring quite greatly, even in the smallest of details. Um, I, I can remember years ago, uh, in my you know first year of, of university, uh, I wasn't able to have a car at the moment, and I was trying to get to the bus stop, which was you know 10 minutes away, and I was biking most days. Uh, and a friend of mine just said he could pick me up, like no problem. And, and it was getting cold, you know, November here in Canada. And so I was biking through the snow on some mornings and he would show up without a doubt every morning. And, and you know, he kind of had to pass the bus stop on the way to get to my house and then take me back. And um, it was something that was really kind. And, and it wasn't 
super out of his way. It wasn't the grand gesture. His car wasn't always warm on the mornings or it wasn't the best scenario for either of us. But I think in that moment, just him saying that he could do that and then showing up each and every morning at 8 a.m. to take me to a class or even him kind of arriving early to take me to my class, even if he didn't have a class for a couple hours, really meant a lot. I didn't know this person all that well. He was someone that I had worked with and uh, he went out of his way to do something good. Went out of his way to, to care for the people around him. And I still think of those moments, something that really meant a lot to me um, and really just helped take maybe a not so good scenario and, and turn it into something that was a relationship building process. Okay, so with that said, I think we can jump into our lesson. This is going a lot faster because I don't have John bantering back and forth with me, but the lesson for today, which I think is pretty simple, I mean, again, to, to just do good, to do good things is we can really get discouraged. I think when you do something good and you kind of expect something in return or you've done good things for a week or a year, and then you feel like maybe these good things aren't reciprocated. Maybe they're not returned. Maybe uh, the people around you aren't also doing good for you. Sometimes it feels like a really small action might not have a big enough impact in the world that we live in. A small good thing doesn't take a big enough step. It says in verses 9 to 10 in Galatians 6 that we will be able to reap our harvest in due time which is a big thing. It doesn't mean in our timing, but it means in God's timing. Another point I want to kind of point out is specifically, or, or just sit on a little bit, is that Paul doesn't just tell us to do good to everyone. That is half of what he says, but he also tells us to do good specifically to the people who are of the family of believers, which means I think it's alluding to or even pointing out that sometimes the, the family of believers are even more inclined to being discouraged. Maybe it's people that we need to be holding up in community even more so than other people around us. It's saying to, to focus in on those people, not exclude the rest of the people, but your church community, your family community, your friends community. The, the community of other believers around you is something that we as a whole can focus in on. That we need to encourage those people, we need to do good for those people, we need to be holding them accountable, loving and caring for them and making sure that they are doing well. Because from that healthy environment, from that community that is doing well, we can then branch out and do good for so many people around us. And I think that's why Paul kind of points it out. I think, I think Paul points it out for the, for the reason of the power that can come from a healthy church Christian community when good is at the center of that being, of that group. Growth Tip Time! Growth Tip Time! Okay, jumping into our growth tip. Remember, a growth tip is a way for us to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, we have five points for you that help you do good at home. So, your home life is a place where you can start doing well. And if this doesn't necessarily apply to home, apply to school or your everyday 
situation. So here is five different things that you can do that will help you do good for the people and community around you. Okay, number one is help out with chores. That can be household chores, that can be classroom chores, that can be chores of, you know, the community, shoveling, stuff like that. So chores in your everyday scenario, help out with those. Number two is to be respectful and courteous. Remember, the more polite and courteous and enjoyable you are to be around, the more people around you will thrive off of that. The more energy and, and emotion and vulnerability but fun you have with the people in your family, with the people in your community, the more vibrant and fun and good that place will become. Number three, show initiative. If you want something done, maybe start doing that thing. If you think that something needs to be done, unloading the dishwasher or planning a family games night or planning a get together with some of your friends in the community, maybe you see someone down the road that needs help with, you know, taking care of their lawn or, or you notice that um, people in your community need help carrying groceries. Maybe they need help shopping for those things. I don't know. But take initiative. If you see something that maybe a good act or an act of kindness could fill, that's where you can take initiative and you can create that thing. Doesn't mean you have to do all of it. Maybe you can help organize or ask for other people's help or arrange the good deed that could be done. Number four is express your love and appreciation. This is something that I don't think uh, we as a whole do all that well. We're good at sometimes telling the closest people to us that we love and care for them, but sometimes we forget or sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we don't tell our best friends that we love them. Sometimes we don't tell our parents that we love them because we're on a, in a rush on the way out of the door. So take a moment. If you appreciate someone, write them a note. If you care for someone, give them a phone call. You know, these little things, just telling someone that they are important to you, that you care for them, go a long way in making someone's day better, in making the community more connected. And lastly, number five, one of my favorites, uh, is to be a good listener. Sometimes all it takes to care for somebody well is to listen to them, to listen to their grievances, to listen to their joy, to experience those things with them. Allow yourself to empathize. Celebrate with them, mourn with them what they need, not what you need. But allow yourself to be a good listener and sit in that space. Sometimes all it takes to care for someone is just sitting and being there with them. Remember that doing good starts with you. It starts at your home, it starts in your community, it starts with the things closest to you. So do good in all of these places. Do good to the people around you, to your community, hold them up, care for them well. These small acts of kindness, these small moments of joy can really go a long way to shaping our world into a more Christ-centered, a more loving, a more Jesus-glorifying place. And I am so excited to see what we all do with this. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it has felt a little bit different and and not something we are used to, but it's a special edition of the Bible Story Podcast here in my house. And so thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming here. I'm excited to hear what your weeks 
have had in store and I am praying for each and every one of you and John and I will be here next week and we always look forward to that. Have a great week.